as you did. So the home of bad TV shows and the incessant chatter of the radio. It smells of you, clean soap and cigarettes rubbed from your skin. And I realize you've sent me an autograph. It's good to have you back, Erin. You disappeared. <laughs> I know, I don't know what happened. Um, awesome. Well, my final poem uh, is one I wrote a couple of weeks back, and it was about, it was just a few days into everything that was going on in America, and frankly, it was all very well for us to, to look over at the US, um, but really, it just made us have a good hard look at ourselves. Um, so this was my wording into the situation. Um, I think we do that as writers, don't we? We just kind of throw words at it and hope they all work. But um, this is called The Day the World Woke Up. And the world cried out that his cause was just and the song went ringing in his name. And the world cried out as it should and must when the blameless are burnt in the flames. And the world cried out with its broken trust that it had tried for so long with its words. So the world screamed out with a blunderbuss that ripped a hole in the face of that fragile crust, shone a light on the creeping voracious rust, roared so the message might be heard. The world cries out from the bloody dust that this song is as old as the night. In a choir that sings to the beat of disgust, if your voice can be heard, you are white. Thank you. Thanks very much. That was fun. Thank you, Erin. I'm done. over into Some Call Me Tim, but that's great. And we're here at Mutiny Radio. Yay. Sorry, um, I'm trying to make Erin a co-host, and it's not giving me the option to. Mm. Um, oh, you're still talking now. Andy. I know. Um, Pam, can you make Erin a co-host? I'll still do the talking, but that's fine. Um, I I don't know how I don't know how anything works. Pam's up next. Oh, sweet! Oh. I'm up next. Fantastic! I don't know how to make people hosts or not hosts. Um, I know how to unmute myself though. All right, there I am, unmuted. Uh, hey, everybody! Hi! Happy birthday, Andy! Yay! Thank um, you. Yeah. So just Thank to you. let everybody know, we're in we're in the second show. It's called Some Call Me Tim. I'll attach both files to everything at the end so that everybody can hear them. Their wonderful reading uh, earlier today on the call. They were talking about ekphrasis, doing a poem from a painting. This is actually an ekphrasis of an ekphrasis. Oh my God! Let's get deep, right? So this is based off Leda and the Swan, uh, trigger warning, rape. Uh, today, trigger warning, uh, rape and suicide and stuff like that. Because I'm, I'm white. I don't know what to, I'm like, oh, my struggle. Uh, so, uh, all right, that, I, I'm, I'm, a I'm just, I'm not joking. It's, I get nervous when I'm feeling serious. Okay, so, Leda and the Swan, uh, ekphrasis of an ekphrasis. It's a sonnet. I'm very proud of it because it's actually in like, you know, I am a contaminator. Anyway, okay, here we go. From the perspective of the girl, Leda, questioned post-rape kit in hospital gown. His great wings trapped me, inescapable. There was no caress caught hard in his bill. Terrified, my fingers froze, pushed nowhere. My struggle meaningless, I, acqui I acquiesced. The police officer shrugs, sips coffee. 
You didn't fight the bird? You asked for it? Who can be indifferent to the gods above? It wasn't a man, but God changed form to swan. Who are we mortals to attack their whims? Women have no knowledge of their motives. The doctor returned with two small blue pills, pressed them to Leda's tongue, and closed the door. Whoa, it's a rapes on it. Uh, okay, so if you didn't know, Leda and the Swan is about, it's a story where Zeus turns into a swan and then has sex with her and then the babies are born or something like Artemis and Apollo or something were born on a, anyways. Okay, uh, this one is called The Brink and it's about <laughs> being trapped in your home. <laughs> it's, so, uh, it's called The Brink. Today I swallowed concept gazed into alternate light, a glowed awareness. The sun pressed zebra stripes through slats onto everything. Garden furniture, verbalizations, indigo cats, and marmalade. This incandescent experience of overwhelming panic, separateness from infinity, I embark the brink with fear. Lucid symbols abound, cozy patterns of mind, Comforting ghosts of refuge, permitting sick explanation. Consider the space between conspiracy and questioning. Okay, that's what happens when you smoke lots of pot and hang out in your house alone for a couple days. And this last one is about suicide off the Golden Gate Bridge. And it's, I've, got, I've got a little audience here. This is called Paul is Late Due to a Horrible Accident on the Bridge. This was actually published by um, a magazine called Fancy, uh, and they're the Gorilla Press. Uh, thanks, Jason Scheinheit and Yumi Kim for publishing this. Okay, uh, it's called, again, it's Paul is Late Due to a Horrible Accident on the Bridge. She was Myra Glitz girl. Her contact is splatter is now spit across space it's magic she's saved which shade of brightness calls when you enter the water where do you start and what ripple will you rest on out of the invisibility came brilliance behind the clouds whimsy and thus has it always been so what you can start a poem anywhere even on a bridge not every moment can be precious. She wasn't wearing any pants. I never thought I'd see the end of the earth. I never thought I'd see. Afraid of humor, afraid of tragedy. Those gray and dark tones within. See the possibility of the event. Keep your eyes to the horizon and jump. Okay, different Pam poems this week, huh? Like not a love poem in the bunch, everybody. How'd I do that? That's weird and different. Uh, well, one, awesome. one, one tiny haiku, tiny haiku uh, from this week. Destroy my castle of sand. You bring entropy on elegant feet. Oh, see, I had to throw a little bit of. A little bit of unrequited. <laughs> Thanks. Happy birthday, Andy. Yay. You're, um, oh, thank you. It's so, it's so exciting. It's my ex husband's birthday, too. That, oh, that's less good. No, it's fine. He's a great guy. He's a nice man. Um, but yeah, I'm really oh, enjoying okay, the reading. Then. So 
Who's next? Next up, we have AJ McKenna. So let's just jump in here. There we go, okay. Um, so I'm going to read three poems tonight. Two of them are by people other than me. One of them is by me. Um, I'm gonna start by reading a poem by um, Asata Shakur, the American revolutionary. Uh, this is um, the poem that is the opening of her autobiography um, called Affirmation. I believe in living. I believe in the spectrum of beta days and gamma people. I believe in sunshine, in windmills and waterfalls, tricycles and rocking chairs. And I believe that seeds grow into sprouts and sprouts grow into trees. I believe in the magic of the hands and in the wisdom of the eyes. I believe in rain and tears and in the blood of infinity. I believe in life and I have seen the death parade march through the torso of the earth, sculpting mud bodies in its path. I have seen the destruction of the daylight and seen bloodthirsty maggots prayed to and saluted. I have seen the kind become the blind and the blind become the bind in one easy lesson. I have walked on cut glass. I have eaten crow and blender bread and breathed the stench of indifference. I have been locked by the lawless, handcuffed by the haters, gagged by the greedy and, if I know anything at all, it's that a wall is just a wall and nothing more at all. It can be broken down. I believe in living. I believe in birth. I believe in the sweat of love and in the fire of truth. And I believe that a lost ship steered by tired seasick sailors can still be guided home to port. And the second one I'm going to do is a poem from uh, Claudia Rankine's Citizen. Um, this is called, you know, there's, it's easy for us to act as if what's going on is an American problem. But uh, this poem is called August 4th, 2011, in memory of Mark Duggan. Um, Though this house in London has been remodeled, the stairs, despite being carpeted, creep. What was imagined as a silent retreat from the party seems to sound through the house. By the fifth step, you decide to sit down and on the wall next to you is a torn passport photo of half a woman's face blown up and framed as art. Where did you imagine you were going? You say aloud to her. The purpose of art, James Baldwin wrote, is to lay bare the questions hidden by the answers. He might have been channeling Dostoevsky's statement that we have all the answers, it is the questions we do not know. Where can I imagine you have been? A man, a novelist with the face of the English sky, full of weather, always in response, constantly shifting, clouding over only to clear briefly, stands before you, his head leaning against the same wall as the torn up girl. You begin discussing the recent riots in Hackney, Despite what is being said, you get lost in his face, his responsiveness bringing what reads as intimacy to his eyes. He says the riots were similar to the Rodney King LA riots. However, he feels the UK media handled them very differently from the US media. The Hackney riots began at the end of the summer of 2011, when Mark Duggan, a black man, a husband, 
a father and a suspected drug dealer, was shot dead by officers from Scotland Yard's Operation Trident, a special operations unit addressing gun crime in black communities. As the rioting and looting continued, government officials labeled the violent outbreak opportunism and sheer criminality, and the media picked up this language. Whatever the reason for the riots, images of the looters' continued rampage eventually displaced the fact that an unarmed man was shot to death. In the United States, Rodney King's beating, caught on video, trumped all other images. If there had been a video of Duggan being executed, there might be less ambiguity around what started the riots, you hazard to say. Will you write about Duggan? The man wants to know. Why don't you, you ask. Me? he asks, looking slightly irritated. How difficult is it for one body to feel the injustice wield at another? Are the tensions, the recognitions, the disappointments and the failures that exploded in the riots too foreign? A similar accumulation and release drove many Americans to respond to the Rodney King beating. Before it happened, it had happened and happened. As a black body in the States, your response was necessary if you were hold on to the fiction that this was an event wrongfully ordinary, therefore a snafu within the ordinary. Though the moment it occurred and occurred again with the deaths, beatings and imprisonment of other random unarmed black men, Rodney King's beating somehow cut off the air supply in the US body politic by virtue of the excessive blatant barrage of racism and compromised justice that followed on the heels of his beating. And though in this man's body, the man made of English sky, grief exists for Duggan as a black man gunned down, there is not the urgency brought on by an overflow of compromises, deaths, and tempers specific to a profile woke to and gone to sleep for each day. Arguably, there is no simultaneity between the English sky and the body being ordered to rest in peace. This difference, which has to do with the war the black body's presence has occasioned, to quote Baldwin, makes all the difference. One could become acquainted with the inflammation that existed around Duggan's body and it would be uncomfortable. Grief comes out of relationships to subjects over time and not to any subject in theory, you tell the English sky, to give him an out. The distance between you and him is thrown into relief. Bodies moving through the same life differently. With your eyes wide open, you consider what this man and you, two middle-aged artists, in a house worth more than a million pounds, share with Duggan. Mark Duggan, you are part of the misery. Apparently, your new friend won't write about Mark Duggan or the London riots. Still, you continue searching his face because there is something to find, an answer to question. And <clears throat> this is something I wrote today, um, trying to work out how to write about what's going on myself, and this is about something else happening over here, um, because I suddenly realized that there was a, a very a very simple key that I could use to, to find a way into writing about all this um, from my own experience. So this is called history. You tell me that I should be angry when the cheap bronze hits the water. You tell me that this is my heritage. I disagree. My heritage is coal fields, council houses, Irish immigration, 
My heritage is Peterloo and Orgreave and the Beanfield, not the coffee shops where slave traders sold men for sugarcane and took bets on the Chevalier Deon's gender. And yet, in a way, you're right. Just as Orwell said the British working classes dealt with empire by pretending that it wasn't there, so what drippings of the national prosperity that filter down to me came down by way of the enormity that made this country what you think is great. That is my inheritance. I own it. But I never got to choose who goes on Clint's. That statue was paid for by men who grew rich on the Weirgeld we paid them for freeing their slaves a tax we were paying till 2015. The obscenity of compensating owners over those they owned, a British answer to a British problem, servile self-congratulation, as if we bought slaves just to manumit them. Read the history we teach in schools, you'd think that true. I was 40 when I found out who we paid, who we abandoned and I learned it from a booth and not a statue. Let the cheap bronze hit the water. Let a thousand statues fall. Let us look our history squarely in the face once and for all. Thank you. Um, the, the fact that the, the marker and the shirt match is not deliberate, it's a, it's a complete coincidence, but yeah. That, um, that last poem, Adrian, was absolutely fantastic. Thank you, thanks. Oh, thank you. Um, okay, so we're gonna... Beth up next, and I think this is the last one we have. Hello. Hello. Um, I thought very carefully about what I was going to bring for you tonight. Um, I, I'm the other way around, AJ. I've got two of mine and one from uh, which I've been given uh, permission to bring by Kate Clancy. Kate Clancy works with uh, predominantly refugee children and uh, one of her students, Amina, has a poem and the the request was can anybody put this on instagram and i was like well i could put it on instagram but if you want i'll take it to choose poetry with me tonight and she just went okay great <laughs> so i am um i wrote this first one in 2018 and i moved to read it by whoever was campaigning with the sign that when George Floyd called for his mother, he called all mothers. This was written about the situation at the Mexican border, and it's called Madre. You have not seen anything but skin and law, not people, not babies, only creatures kept in cages. I learned to drive for her, crept in the night, lost sleep, drove, bleeding and scared, stopped listening to a favourite song for her. And every time you take a mother's child, you take my girl. 
she did nothing wrong except exist she wants the dream you will persist in pushing filled with hate and lies a gateway only filled with spies i held my tears for her willing her to stay i fold her into my arms each time she cries and take the sadness into my paws and every time you separate you wrench from back and breast you take my child too every child is hard one not commodity to give you fetishize the want of more and this is how you let them live when you take a child from her you take a child from me and i would rip the night in two with screams for i am madre and i do not go silently um i mentioned this next one uh in a wider conversation a couple of uh, years ago, a couple of years ago, oh, a couple of weeks ago, sorry, um, I mentioned the Casta Semenya case. Casta Semenya is a South African athlete who basically they want to disqualify her because her hormones are wrong. Well, you know what, mate? I am the one in ten and I stand with Casta. This is called You Don't Have the measure of me. No measure of me is ever enough. Too much or too little, my chemicals analyze the results then dramatize because I don't fit how you define me. You want to make us, create us, use your rules to suppress us because all I am naturally is a threat to your equanimity. If I'm not sugar and spice and everything nice, I must be something judgeable. My hormones must be nudgeable so I can look more unexceptional to you. If I'm not tits and ass and all that will pass for normal. If I'm muscle or hairy, fat or contrary, my hormones more leery, it stands to reason I must be suspicious. But let me tell you this before you seek to dismiss, dismiss, perhaps you should examine yourself. Is your count all it could be? Are your numbers satisfactory? Maybe you don't quite fit where you thought. There's a lot of us really, who won't be reduced to merely some levels you want to control. For the women you seek, ain't gonna come meek until you see us as whole. Um, this is by Amina Abu Karesh and it's called I Can't Breathe. I can't breathe. I can't believe. A man came out and did not know what was waiting for him. I can't breathe. I can't believe. A man went out without saying goodbye. I can't breathe can't believe a man went out and did not know that he was never coming home i can't breathe 
I can't believe a child is carried to the sea without knowing where he was going. I can't breathe. I can't believe the sea swallows him and returns him to the beach. I can't breathe. I can't believe the sea swallows a, la a child whose last words were, Mama, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't believe a human knee will end his life. I can't breathe. I can't believe a man died quietly like silk and slept under the killer's knee. Thank you, Beth. Thank you. Well, I did not when you post when there was a whole conversation about that on Twitter, Beth. I didn't read it because I wanted to. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just wanted to see what. About, yeah. Whoa. That's great. Oh my God, how awesome. Thank you. I, I did the same. I didn't, I didn't look at it. And I, like, I saw that you were bringing something, but I didn't look at the actual piece itself. <sighs> wow. Um, okay. Oh, well, so I'm unmuted. What about, um, what do you, so are, do you want to do the eight minutes or what are you thinking, Andy? You're the birthday. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we could do. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's, we saved it till the end, but, um, there is, well, I, I, I'm not sure. I've, okay. My mind is moving yeah. faster than my mouth can. Um, I, this is something that some, that I've, I'm ambivalent about a little bit because I have some friends who I feel twisted this into a weird thing, but I've, I'm cool with it now, like doing it in this context. Um, kneeling on one knee for eight minutes and 46 seconds in sort of memoriam. I thought that this was, uh, when I first saw it, was in solidarity with Kaepernick, the American football player who got so much unnecessary crap. Yep. For doing this like back in 2017 I feel like it was um I've since had uh various other people say that when you're kneeling you're supposed to think about all the times that you've seen injustice and not done anything uh witness um so I don't know I mean so we thought maybe we would do and eight minutes and 46. So I thought that we probably should at some point, but then. It's like 10 30. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, it's not just that, it's the fact that like everything I've seen recently and everything I've said recently is that staying silent at the minute is the wrong thing to do. Okay. 
My issue with it was just that I had a college buddy say that we were supposed to imagine somebody's knee on our neck and how that and how it feels to be choked to death for eight minutes. And actually, my ex has been trying to strangle me three times, so I don't really. Yeah, like yeah no. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah, no, fuck off. Um, like, and the presumption. Well, anyway, so. I think. I think everyone here. We could do it like in, in the Copernic, in the spirit of the Copernic thing, I'm cool. But yeah, so anyways, but whatever, go on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just think, I don't know. We don't have to make it. A, I'm not saying don't make it a thing. I'm just saying at this very moment, we don't necessarily. Plus we also, I don't want to make anyone do anything that they don't agree with. I think everyone, in this group here, I don't know. I don't think you would be here if you weren't. To sound horrible, you wouldn't be here if you were the if you weren't the kind of person I would like to associate with. Therefore, you're all not just not racist. You're all anti-racist. So I can safely say that if you aren't silent for eight minutes forty six seconds, that you're probably out there doing something good. You know, you sharing information you're supporting people the best way you can. So like, I don't know, we don't have to, yeah, I don't know. We don't have to. Do you want, do you want to close it out and then open it up to conversation? Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's okay. Do that. All right. All right. Then well, I'll so say officially, goodbye. Thank you guys for thank coming. Thank you. <laughs> I'll say goodbye from I this end. Thank you. You guys are the best. Thank you from my end. Thank you. Thank you from my end. Thank you from my end. And I'm over here at Mutiny Radio. Bye. Bye. That was great. Yay. Bye. Bye. I'm trying to get a bye. Oh, bye. Okay. Okay. There we go. All right. We are back on Mutiny Radio. We've been here all the time. Thanks for being with me. And I've Aaron Atkins here. We've got chips. We're probably going to go. Smoke some cigarettes or do something. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, but we're here until 4 o'clock. Uh, we'll be, I don't know, playing music, talking about stuff. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know what we're going to do. It's going to be exciting. Uh, here's some trippy music until I put on like a song so that we can take a little yeah. a little breaky break. Or Do you want to choose something? Request? Can we take requests? Yeah, absolutely requests. Oh, yeah. Anything you want. Just oh, yeah. um, open it up on the YouTubes down below. You just hit that little safari. Everything here is... Uh, the old, like old French people punk. stuff. Playing some French punk music. French punk music. Badass. Yeah, I love it when the kids bring me cool stuff. This is from the 70s, Doug. Oh, rad. Even this is better. Marie et les garçons. Uh, you're timeless, gentlemen. Timeless. <laughs> you're timeless, so young this gentleman. shit is really like extremely bangful. It bangs. My name, I
Télécommunication dans les bars, tous les murs, face à face avec les miroirs, et photographia et projetas à intervalles arbitraires, se déplaçant d'un bar à l'autre, mixant des films de tous les temps et lieux, avec le mot et l'image des gens dans ces cafés, et dans les rues des agents armés, de caméras, objectifs télescopiques, Versait les images de la ville dans son projecteur à sa caméra. Mon poussière flottait dans les rues de klaxons de marques pneumatiques. Et le verbe cassé, frappé, tordu, explosa en fumée. Photo tombant. Photo tombant. Courbe-toi. Quand le jeune homme blanc se courbe, il devient marron puis noir. L'autre moitié tambourine sur son os. Les jeunes jobs s'évanouissent dans un miroir d'obsidiane, odeur d'opium et de copal. Je vais t'ébranler un peu. Doigt noir plonge dans la gelée verte, le doigt devient vert dans le calcaire rouillé, avec un mouvement circulaire et lent. Garçon vert en ambre vert flexible, lézard luisant, et hannetons incrustés ici et là, dévissant des soupirs dans le son grenouille de jungle et de cris d'oiseaux. Deux zones jumps en marbre blanc, érections identiques, debout sur le carrelage blanc de la salle de bain. Jeune visage vif, éclair d'urgence fondu, rassis, vide, de faim. Musique de flûte de cristal, les garçons sortent de la fresque attique sur l'urne grecque. Aspire Johnny, allons-y. Jeune Jean Rouge baise, courbé sur un lit de cuivre à Mexico. Palpe dans un labyrinthe de machines à sous et de photoporno. Vers la nuit bleue mexicaine, pénis de taille différente. Prenant forme, se gonflant dedans et en dehors. Visage clignotant ses décors, étincelle de chair brûlante dans les feux de camp. Des lumières baisages rouges et des cellules bleues. Unité 5, bleu, silence Les deux corps fusionnent dans une sphère bleue, traînée de vapeur, traversant un ciel bleu. Dehors, sur une vague bleue haute, fidélité fraîche et bleue. Maison bleue, ardoise dans des robes chères orange, poussant sur nous, les garçons se ralentissent en stage phallique, ils s'évanouissent en vieilles photos des films des années 20. Poil frotte le plaisir, exquis le mot de temps, je veux t'enculer, éclair d'urgence, je vais t'ébranler un peu. Le toit devient vert dans les, dans les racines de pleurs. 
Jeunes gens en cuivre se masturbent paresseusement Des charges en soupe de fumée Se tortillant dans un lit en cuivre à Mexico Le long visage des garçons déplace les vieilles photos Et le film glisse le corps Fusions en anneau de fumée bleue Les bras dans un ciel nordique Tout bleu, ardoise flottant Jeunes hommes en traits identiques dans un orgasme de caserne accélérée Les garçons verts formèrent le message du tambour baisse qui allume une flamme bleue à l'intérieur du phallus Is that your new word? That shit bang. That's a past tense of bang. To, to bang? When a song bangs, but in past tense it bang. Oh my god. So that song bang. Look at me learning the new stuff from the kids. I learned in... If, hey everybody, we're back here on Some Call Me Tim. I have Aaron Atkins in the house. You might remember him here. from such great hits as the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 that happened Smash right it. before the COVID stuff. Best selling. Um, you, you can bring that around. It's the longest chord and it exists in that way I don't know which one for that reason just bring it around it's i don't know which one it is i do i know you're on i am yes see how i'm a professional and i know what i'm doing just grab the damn thing i don't know and walk around is this really it it's the longest one and it has a nice little tether uh so aaron atkins is here he was originally in chicago and then he went to new mexico and then 
to LA and now he's with us by ways of San Mateo, my, I guess. Mind you, this traveling. was a road trip. But this is yeah. a road trip. <laughs> no, yes. it's a, it's a, um, it's did you like, drive? Dude, that was a crazy ass road trip. I bought, I just got a U-Haul and I drove from yeah, Chicago back home sleeping in that U-Haul, man. Wild and not Wild my anticlimactic. And and yeah, I, I, I you just had to park it at Walmarts and shit. Nobody to, would yeah. fuck with you with that mustache that you've grown. Yeah, I, amazing, I'm too threatening. Yeah, you are so threatening now. It yeah, is, it is a manly. It's actually true. And I had to park at a Walmart in South Central LA, and just at 4 a.m., some dude opened up my U-Haul, but he closed it right away yeah, after like a foot because I screamed mustache. one. Yeah, I screamed one time, and he's like, "Oh, that mustache." Yeah, <laughs> and close that shit. Close that shit up. Well, so you made it. That's great. Yeah, it was you're not. Have you? Did you ever experience any sickness of any kind? Did you get anything or feel weird? No, I think now you think any cough is such like a you 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 assume the worst about every single cough. It's yeah. But no, I think I was I, I was fine. Part of why I was in Mexico so I could stay in one place without being with my parents. Right. <laughs> and also, I could pay for it by like you know working there, and there's lots of like free labor freelance under the table labor sure. to do like landscaping and of course painting a house and shit well like, i mean old people can't do a lot of stuff by themselves yeah at this point you know like Ever. even organizing things i've gone through people have paid me 20 bucks an hour to like go through their junk mail to be like this is a pile of junk mail and Absolutely. i don't i need you to sort what's important and what's not important and they'll yeah. pay me 20 bucks an hour to do that. And I'm like, this is the best. That's a shitload of money. Are these people rich or are they just like That's just old? what people pay. That's just what people, that's just like assistance, wow. helper, whatever, like light housework. Freelancer. Yeah, it's just Freelance 20 bucks an hour under the table. That's just what people, that's just how it works. That's, <laughs> that's I what mean, freelancing that's, is. I mean, yeah. it's just cash, random work that other people don't want to do, like SEO articles. Holy shit. What's an SEO article? It's So your search engine results, basically. So you want to oh. put in as many keywords into an article as possible. So you literally, they pay you to write phone, iPhone, Apple, Apple, phone. Or or I guess for me, I've done this on my own website where I just post a bunch of pictures and I just tag them Aaron, Aaron Atkins, comedy, comedy, comedian, Aaron Atkins, Aaron Atkins, Aaron Atkins, comedian, you know? And so when you when you Google Aaron Atkins, that photo comes up. Wow, there's a method to this <laughs> madness. There are signs and symbols if you choose to see that it's all a pattern manipulated by someone else. Oh, dear Lord. If I could say something about the coughs um i don't worry about them uh at least when i have them in my audience because i know they started out as a laugh and if you're if you're into you know imbibing through the lungs a, a bunch of uh, stuff then then you will you know laugh and cough it's a it's a natural cycle you can't cough in public now no, you can't. But I know that okay. every laugh started, start, every cough started out as a laugh. It's so funny the fear that's, like, I think AIDS was a lot scarier than this. Yeah. But, uh, but the, but I maybe I only think that because they forced me to be scared. It was the '80s. I mean Johnny Depp on fucking uh, Twenty One Jump Street. That whole thing about the AIDS and the. Don't touch the gay guy because you could get AIDS and it's all dispelling. Oh. It was, but it's like 1986, so. Right. But now it's like don't touch anybody. Uh, hugging is like nobody. Forbidden. It's forbidden. Yes. Like even people touching elbows sometimes are like oh or shaking hands. Like everything is like mm -hmm. ah, and human literal human connection and touches. And that's like the last interaction you have with somebody as you're saying goodbye and now like that's the last thing you think of is how like shitty they were. They were like oh sorry dude. Like, I'm just too worried right now. But they're not like wearing a face mask, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you just I don't want to touch me. I want to have hugs. 
I have um, been wearing the mask so sparingly. <laughs> Only when I need to, when they when they demand it of me, and when I feel that it will make other people more comfortable. But other than that, I'm not wearing a mask in public. That's and and I'm you know, once you start doing that, you become like an enemy of the state. Yeah, you can't just be unknown on the street. Well, the cameras need to know. It's actually. Uh, it really empowering to not wear my mask when I'm walking because then I can get so many more compliments from men um, <laughs> because they can actually see my face and then I smile. I mean, so many compliments on my smile. Wow. I've never, <laughs> I've, I am the bell of the ball in the tenderloin. <laughs> A man yelled at me the other day, um, girl, you walk like you got someplace to live. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, you do. Sir. It shouldn't be I that do. bad, but yes. But, uh, no, I actually am appreciating the um, the positive. I know I'm not supposed to enjoy catcalling. That's wrong, and I'm putting feminist back or whatever. But right now, I am digging the fucking attention. <laughs> and I, I maybe I'm maybe I'm a terrible person. But hey, power to you, sister. It's the same thing I'm doing on those Zoom calls. Like I feel lonely and ugly, and then I get on these Zoom calls. And I, you know, do a little stretching, and suddenly I've got guys over fifty like going, "Oh, sure, that's your right as a woman." Yay! Feminist king again, everybody. Yeah. My name. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, my name's Aaron Atkins. I'm a feminist king. Uh, um, the other day, I fell asleep <laughs> on one of the zooms, and then I sort of woke up, but I was sort of sleeping, but I sort of woke up, whatever. And they were talking about me, and they were saying the nicest things. <gasps> they said I looked like an angel when I was sleeping, and one of them was like, "Could you imagine waking up next to that? Wow." And I was just like, that ah! sounds creepy to me. <laughs> no, I mean, and it glad. should be, it should be creepy, and I should be sad about being objectified or whatever. But There's I a, fucking dug it. I know, loved it, every second of it, and I needed the attention. There's a feminist lens to everything. There's a women's rights lean on everything. We were all against porn up until like last year, and now it's the most empowering thing you can do. So there's a feminist lens. There's literally, I mean, there's just been so many waves. There's there's a there's a empowering stance on all this. Shit. Sure. I well, hey, I'm I'm taking it. I I want. I if I was in my twenties, I would have felt felt threatened. But now, I just feel like it's people being nice to me, actually. Hmm. And nothing's been too gross. Like, yeah. I'd say one out of every twenty times, guys pay attention to me on the street and say something without me asking for their opinion. Only one out of twenty is hmm, it them it. being gross. So it's no big deal. Is there, mean, what's a tasteful cat call you've gotten then? Oh, so many of them. I mean, I've got that. Um, you've been living a long time to look twenty-two. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Um, hey, what do I do? What do I? What do I plug this in? There's tethers over there. Everything's. I need to spend some time making this place work again. It's hard that things aren't organized and okay. pulling back the veil. Okay. It's not that, that bad. For the, but I do. The problem is that every time I'm here, I'm actually on air. And there's a show at four, and he likes to be in here and doesn't like me here when he's here. Whatever. Um, which is fine. It's his volition. He pays his money. So, yeah, it's however they want it. But it just means that I can't, like, I can't do this till I can't work on this till tomorrow. <laughs> so, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's how it goes. It's fine. It's, um, yeah. I, I'm just trying to budget my time as as well as I can and. I don't know. It's crazy that you guys are, I mean, you're getting back up with shows again, right? Outside and all. Well, 
And last week was the seventh week, but uh, now they have to be clean because um, the neighbors complained. Um, well, no. Was it, it the cursing? Yeah, it's the cursing and the dick jokes and the rape jokes and the Oof. I have abortion jokes. And I mean, these are children that live here on the street. And it's a it's a valid. Can I talk about gay porn? It's a valid. Um, I mean, your joke is still clean with the sound. Oh, yeah. Is it because you're not saying is it gay guys fucking or is it? Yeah, you're turning up mine. Tasteful. Um, but yeah, so it's is it gay guys fucking or is it? Shh, no, just do, what is fucking. it? You have to is come it? this Friday to right. find out. Well, so but don't say fucking is my point. Oh uh, yeah, well, yeah, we'll right. cu- no, curse, no, but no cursing. But topics. Well, you know, think of it as PG. I mean, in a PG movie, they mention. I mean, you can say whoopee on you know. Goldberg. You can just, you know, if it's in question, air in this. And everyone's going to know because I'm going to say at the beginning, like, hey, everybody, we've been horrible, filthy people. And um, I have very few boundaries. So I'd like to apologize to the neighborhood to start out with. In fact, I'd like to start doing a children's reading hour here where, like, once COVID is over, I open it up and children sit on the carpet and I read them stories. Cough on each other people, and white boogers. Or we just read <laughs> children's stories. It's something for the community, yeah. specifically around kids. And I'll do my little apology. And then I have enough clean material. I have enough cat jokes. I have enough mm-hmm. stuff. I'm not worried. I can easily do 10 minutes yeah. and not swear and not say anything like, too gross you know like i won't talk about having sex on top of a baby <laughs> i mean i already i already like working clean because i mean it, it kind of you have to rely on being clever you know in a way right. that you don't have to, you can't really rely on crudeness sure you actually have to i don't know be universally funny without like i know some comics though that they just swear so much that the audience starts feeling uncomfortable yeah. and they start laughing and it's only because it's like how many times are you gonna yeah I mean, I just don't like gross-out humor in general. I don't understand. But, I mean, some comics swear by it. So, like, you don't swear it's a part of your uh, comic identity, which is makes – I mean, yeah, sure, that makes as much sense as anything else. But I just don't understand crude – It's a crutch. It's a crutch. It's a crutch, gross-out humor. It as it is. I wouldn't say it's a crutch because I think it can be done tastefully. I guess I'm just saying that my own personal is, like, what's the value in grossing something Well, I, I have a joke I haven't done for years about um, popping the cyst on the side of my vagina for, like, distance – and that's don't uh. <laughs> so yeah that i haven't done it in years because i know i just freaked you out i'm sorry but, <laughs> no, I I watch, have a li- but i watch videos of people popping pimples oh gross i watch those grosser, videos that's gross have you seen people get bot flies extracted oh those them? are satisfying that has a different element see i think it can be done tastefully i would say bot fly pimple popping videos see that could that could be funny i mean if there's a you know, if it yeah, I have a clean joke. Out. I have a clean joke. I keep getting a zit on my face here because of my bong, and I don't know if that means <laughs> I should be cleaning my bong more or my face more or both. <laughs> like I'm not sure. <laughs> it's a clean joke, but I am dirty. It's dirty. That's it's not a clean joke. Yeah, that's bad news. But doom, tsh, everything is you. dirty in my house. It's terrible. <laughs> then a, a kid goes home sa- saying bong all day long. And he's like, what does that mean? I guess I should say water pipe. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to. Tell them what a bong is. I'm going um, to definitely spend some time this week. Do they remove the corncob pipe from Frosty's hand? And and d- come on. What? I mean, Frosty the snowman. Is that a reference that's too old for you? What? No. Of Frosty course I know Frosty the snowman. snowman. Of course I know Frosty. They've already pipe. removed the corncob pipe. <laughs> 
he doesn't know. He doesn't know that Frosty has uh, paraphernalia. Two he has paraphernalia. <laughs> it should be an apple. And two eyes made out of It should be a little apple pipe. You ever do those in middle school? Yeah, apple pipes. I, I do them whenever I can't. Don't find a pipe. I love making. I love making an apple pipe. Yeah, I sure. just hate clearing them. <laughs> you, know, you throw it. You eat it or throw it away. Ew. You eat around it. Just yeah. smack. You throw it off the roof of the CVS. When uh, when I was in Italy and we were smoking weed when we shouldn't have, we we did it out of potatoes and we actually kept this potato. We made mm. a pipe out of. <laughs> And we like carried it around for a while, and then we had had to throw it away because <laughs> it started to smell. Uh, I was in Naples. We found weed. It was good. I smoked weed with a Somali immigrant in Rome. Damn. But he was really he was really smart. He's like he spoke multiple languages. It's really cool. And like I could tell that they were real. He wasn't just he wasn't just like he wasn't just putting on an, uh, yeah. an Israeli accent. For no, he, he was like du- I, he's like I speak Dutch, and then he's like I could. Delikerst. Yeah, like you could tell with all the the little accent sounds. I was like mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, I love the Dutch. Yeah, Dutch like the Somalis, I guess. How cool is that? You know, most of their GDP is piracy. Oh, but like real pirate? No, no, no. That's 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 an economic fact. But that what they do is pirates is fucking. Crazy man. Yeah, that wow. That's, that's too much. Piracy. Piracy sucks, but I mean it is the oil companies. I mean, I mean you're gonna steal from anybody. We are on mutiny radio, so piracy is that's we're for it. For it. For no, it. you follow your captain. They never kill anybody. They just do ransoms and give them back. No, there, there's no, there's really no. Ca- I mean, I'm the captain at mutiny, but not really. It's only because no one else wanted to do it. Nobody else <laughs> wants to work this hard for no money. That's just the way it comes down. Like nobody yeah. else. The only reason I have this job is that nobody else wanted to do it. Like I have to do my taxes. I, I. The reason I didn't want to do this is that I hadn't paid taxes in ten years. I didn't exist in the system because I, I went to graduate school and I, I left my husband and went to graduate school. I, I wasn't. A real person for 10 years i didn't mm. have any bills in my name i didn't exist i was completely off the grid tight and then i had to be in charge of this place and i was like i don't want to do that because you I, I have to put my name on the business license and then i have it has to be a sole proprietorship and i have to do taxes on it and they're like well yeah i'm like but, but no, I don't well yeah it. <laughs> I, i'm like who else <laughs> doesn't someone else want to do this and everyone's like no <laughs> nobody yeah, else no one else about it nobody else wanted to do it i'm like okay i guess i'll do it and you know so now but this couldn't that. this make money if you just i mean if we had if you did clean on the radio which is i mean hard to do and questionable in and of itself but could you put it on fm or am and sell like sponsorships and shit well fm and am you have to have a terrestrial tower and, and to have a tower you have huh. to buy a license and those licenses they only make a few of them and they only come up when oh. someone else's goes away and they cost between thirty and forty thousand to buy, and then you have Whoa. to upkeep them throughout the years. That's impossible for us. Um, on the but I just Fuck. did the taxes and uh, we the money that came in and out of this place to sustain it all told was fifty one thousand dollars. That's what I run this place on, including paying myself and including all of the overhead and everything. That's what it cost in 2019 to keep this place going, which $51,000 is nothing for you rich fucking corporate fucks. $51,000 is like breakfast. uh, No, that's a good brunch. It's a good brunch for (laughs) Google. Like it's like that's like they're it's just it's so crazy that. I have been able to run this place for such a small amount of money. On donations and it, or what's what's the it's, shows? It's, live yeah, shows? it's the people that have shows that pay dues. It's donations from comics. It's 
um, donations from people. It's all the shows that I do that I used to do when uh, all the money from all of the – that's why I pay comics and pop food because I need the cash to pay the rent mm. here. But still, it's not that much money, which is why the place is, continues existing is that, you know, the rent goes up and – but I don't have money to fix – I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I don't have – the money comes in, the money goes out. I, I could buy more paper products. I could buy more, mm. you know – I could fix the microphones I have to fix. I need to get a new sub mixer. Uh, like, there's all kinds of stuff to buy. Do you think you'd make money off royalties, like on Spotify or something, if you, like, release podcasts on platforms? You, you know, I don't know anything about making money because <laughs> I, I'm just an artist that's sure. trying to keep things alive. And sure, I'm sure there's a way to monetize what I do, but I don't have the time, inclination, or ability to put any focus on that whatsoever. Totally. I can barely do Hotmail. Like... And every time I learn some new skill and everyone's like, you need to do this, you need to do that. And I'm like, how about I just do what I'm good at? How about, how about instead of trying to make me into a fucking computer scientist, I don't understand code. I don't understand any, like why? Yeah. You want me to fucking learn HTML? I don't care. I don't like computer. I've never liked video games. Right. I've never liked sitting in front of the TV. I don't like screens. None of this. Why should I focus my time and ability on things that I don't have an aptitude for. That's just stupid. Because it'll pay for the station. Yeah, but then what? So, but why do I have the station? So that I can express myself freely and yes. do whatever I want. But if I am doing all that other stuff, I don't have time to do the expression right. stuff. Right. So then, so then I'm just, again, sacrificing for everyone else to have their dream. Oh, so I'm working really hard so everyone else can perform except me. Fuck that. Mm. I'm, I'm the only reason this exists is because nobody else will let me perform. So I'm going to perform here and I'm going to make it work for myself. And if I make it work for other people too, great. But ain't nobody holding my motherfucking hand. I wish someone would. I wish someone was like good at video and was like, I'm going to commit to doing video here. Instead of telling me all the time, why don't you do video? Why don't you do video? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Because I'm, not, because I'm busy doing what I'm doing. Right. And so then it makes right. me feel like I'm not good enough. Like basically everyone constantly telling me how I'm not good enough. And I'm like, oh, I am good enough because I'm the only one doing it. Like just criticism is tough for me when there's no action behind it and when it's just trying to tell right. me how to do something better. And I'm like – Doing the best I can. Right, right. So anyways, that's my rant for the day. I'm sorry. Let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you. No, it's all good. <laughs> I, I love Mutiny as it is too. I just, you know, I guess you just need someone. You need you need offers as opposed to criticism and stuff like that. Yeah. Pam, no. I'm going to set up my tripod and and live stream the, the video portion of the stand-up on friday thank you sure, yeah that's easy that's Just amazing yeah. thank you and then we have a youtube thing you can send it to john garside and he'll put it on the youtube Dang. that would be incredible if if and if the website is transferable to like a squarespace kind of deal i don't know what that means square it's like a it's like a man it's like a it's a pre-manufactured web layout oh. that looks really it looks really good but it's just like you can drag and drop information like wix, onto, like wix yeah but it looks way better than wix you know um that could be that, I mean I, I could do I could do something like that if it's transferable because the website has a lot of stuff on it right and I don't really well, know well it, it has works, but it's just um it's all WordPress right right yeah but, it's, but see Squarespace is the same thing as WordPress just with ba way better like templates I, I might be able to do that but once again I don't want to be like 
no, I'll do this for you. And then. Right. No. And I appreciate that. The honesty. But and I do need to start looking for. I've been watching. Oh God, I watch Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. I'm sorry. It makes me cry. And it makes me feel like I love self-help. The new it's Queer so Eye is amazing, too. So it's amazing. Oh, I feel God. like I know these guys and I just love them so much. And they're so. Tan can be a little pretentious sometimes, but I love it. I love how pretentious he is. Oh, anyway. Tan. Tan. JVN is like kind of too much of an icon at this point. Like I mean, he's really soaking up the spotlight for. Because he's perfect. He. Okay, when he came out with the with the HIV stuff, like that was so fucking powerful to me. Cause that shit, I, I don't know. That's some legitimate activism. That's some real, real yeah. like. I was really happy with that. But you know, I, I, I that still stands. He's famous for you know being on the show. He's really like a star now. Yeah. This, and it's because of his like presence or their sorry their presence. But they do yeah. a lot now. Now they're everywhere. Yeah, because they're talented and amazing. And the fairy agents swoop down. And rocket them into success. Well, anyways, I love it, Joe, and I cry, cry, cry. And all the things they keep saying, they had one person and they kept talking about, like, when people offer help, take the help and ask for help, too. And I'm fine with that. And I did. I feel like I have been asking for help. But the problem is that it people are flaky in San Francisco and they say they're going to help and then they don't help. Oh, well. And then that you can't, and then I can't be mad at them. I'm not supposed to be mad at them. That's right. Like I still have a person who's really mad at me from the festival because I guess he's gonna do something for me that he fell apart on, and then everyone's like, "But his dog died," and I'm like, "Well, then he should have." I, I mean, I feel terrible about that, but he still had commitments to me that he didn't fulfill, and I was disappointed because the commitments weren't fulfilled in the way that I thought they should be fulfilled, and I like gave some responsibility to another person, and they failed me. And I don't care why they failed me, they failed me. And I feel terrible. I have empathy for people when bad things happen. But I'm also like, I get, when I say I'm going to do something, I get it done. And if I can't, and I know something's wonky, I dump out as quickly as possible to give them an opportunity to pick up the pieces. Well, young people and people from California in general just pencil people in until maybe something a better opportunity comes along yeah, at true. the same time frame and like oh you know something came up my dog is is um running a fever i feel extremely attacked i just want to say that i can't make plans past today or tomorrow no, that's fine i just totally fucking forget you know i said i i think I'll, i mean it's like it's like mindfulness man i'm just i'm just so mindful i'm just so in the moment that i fucking forgot that i was supposed to be here yesterday no no <laughs> and that wasn't no but i didn't have any expectations on you or your time i was hoping but it didn't have to be i ended up having a no, wonderful it's still time. my bad but it's no, because but it's, i just I I, I I i swear to god usually i'm just like yeah i'll do that thing and then when it comes around it's like oh an hour before that thing i'm gonna go do it and then if any if there is any kind of obstacle in my day whatsoever, then I fucking if there's any yeah, It was it was fine. Fault. You just kinda missed you missed kind of a good time. But that's okay. You just missed yeah. a good time. You had cheeses and I missed it. It's okay. They're at my house. We'll have them later. Oh fuck but, yeah, I was, yeah. Um we went to we went to Rachel's and um it was fun. Rachel and Pancake and I hung out and I made some shrimp thing for everybody and we had a really good time and that um, dope. I was coming music, down on folk when I couldn't. Spotify Wars. That was oh. fun. And sounds anyways, like a good time. It, it God was damn good. it! it was fun. I like how you neglected to mention the bacon that well, you added bacon. to a shrimp dish. Yeah, bacon causing it to be exactly. all kinds of sin. Yeah, shellfish and pork. It was Jews oh. would not eat this. This that's my favorite. It was yeah. It was good. Uh, I was happy with it, and then. 
we went back to Mick land and then we went home and then there was the thing with the accident uh, and pancake bought a ton of pizza and then we played Jeopardy. We played Jeopardy. Oh, I love Jeopardy. And I knew tons of answers and it was, he, I impressed him very much. I knew the answer Jews. before the question was asked. Cause he's psychic. You guys want to hear my idea for a new podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how this would be feasible, but it's still a good idea. So we get two people that are beefing mm. really hard. Yeah. And we bring them on the show together. Yeah. Two hosts. One of them, the mediator. The other one, the instigator. Oh, my good Lord. It's called The Insight. Insight or insightful? Yes. No. 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 Insight. The insight the is insight. great insight because, because it works to both. incite a yeah. fight. Yeah. To incite, yeah. Uh huh. The insight. Because you're insight, looking into insight, it, dope. but you're also like you're inciting trying a riot. To start something. Yeah, yeah. You're trying. You're pushing that's it along. Fucked up. That's Jerry. That's you like that, it. That's, that's great. Yeah. But see, I, I that would yeah, I'd be down with that because it's easier to be composed. With a microphone in front, yeah, of me, and you have to watch whatever. what you're gonna say, but yeah. also like, I don't know, I don't know. But the thing, the thing, the only problem that I have with it is that how would I get a like a pool of people that I know are beefing all the time, you know? <laughs> you know, I'd be like, next Wednesday, please come, like, will you and your ex girlfriend just come in and we'll like private investigators, they work wonders. You, they, <laughs> you would not believe. Hmm. Would they people like just try to find people that are beefing? Just yeah. People just assume that a private eye or a uh, gumshoe is just a fucking folktale. But no, they're out there. Like Dog the Bounty Hunter was just the most Rest famous. He's th- Rest no, in peace. No, he didn't die. He- Dog the Bounty Hunter dead as fuck. Rest he in di- peace. When did, he, oh, when did he pass? Wait, is it Dog the Bounty Hunter or is it his wife? His wife, his wife. passed. Rest in peace, Cat the Bounty Huntress. Beth. Beth the Bounty Huntress. Jesus. Forgive Let's move me. on. Let's move on. Um, it's what? a good idea for a podcast. Absolutely. How do we feel about sponsorships on the... I'm fine with anyone giving me money. I love it when people want to give Mutiny Radio money. I'm fine with selling space. I'm fine with people with their own podcasts selling space. To Hershey's? Whoever. I mean, I'd like Sears Candy more because I like their can- I like to think their product the is ce- The ceilings are always so low in Sears Candy stores. You notice that? Huh. The, the what is? Sears Candy, they have like those standalone stores that are like little houses, and the ceiling is like six feet tall. Oh, yeah. I love that. I hate that. <laughs> Makes me so claustrophobic. Once again, just derailed this How tall are you? No, it's fine. I'm, He's tall. I'm 5'11". It's yeah, I'm 5'11", too. Really? Wait, yeah. let's stand up there, because I'm not sure if I'm really 5'11". Uh, you're like about the same. Yeah. You guys are like the same height, absolutely. Yeah. You're like maybe a tiny bit taller, but it's, yeah, it's fine. Wait, who's taller? You're, Pancake, you're a tiny, tiny bit taller, maybe. You saw it here first. Yeah, on the on radio. The radio. <laughs> Pancake Jeez. and Aaron, same height. Yep, Breaking news. Basically Breaking. same height. But, so how, would you guys, do you guys know a bunch of people that are beefing with each other? Uh, all the time. That's what this... This um, <laughs> that's what the media wants us to do, right? So why not just feed feed it and send your your beefs to uh, care of what are we what are we looking for uh, a hashtag? Let's um, let's let's start the hashtag. 
In insight beef. Insight beef. I N C I T E. The insight. The insight. The insight. Okay. Well, you could always dope, stage right? beef too. You could always be like, I don't know. Then Whoa. it'll become that, like a soap opera, like a TikTok yeah, soap. That's, that that's true too. Have Some you s- are good. I don't know. Yeah, do, they still have them in 2020. That shocked me. I know I don't watch TV really. Like when I watch TV, I watch like streamed from my phone to my TV because mm-hmm. I don't pay for cable or anything like that. But I they were they had it at the place I was staying in New Mexico. 2020, there's soap operas where they fucking do the Mia. I mean, that's oh, they were they were Mexican telenovelas. No, I I know those exist, but those you know, are great. But like English, like NBC soap operas. Oh yeah, like oh. Days of Our Lives. Yeah, still today in twenty is that I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Is that days of our it's life? still around. Modern, Modern Family is as bad as I thought it got, but no, it gets way oh, worse. Oh no, what? Modern, Modern Family is some pander ass bullshit, dog. <laughs> Get out of my face. I don't watch I don't even know what any of that is. I've I've yeah. lost interest in it, but it was initially pretty good. Modern family. What a no. I, I is think it's it about panders. black people. It's, it's about, about identity exclusively. It's yeah. about families. Just mo- there's like a gay couple. There's a you go you go. Pay. I don't know. I don't know. I just, um, it's preaching tolerance and acceptance and right and empathy yeah. and sure yeah right no it has, it has a, a good use. Sitcom format. A I'm not gonna sit down and watch that shit though, dog. No, I mean I would. I've I've never sit even down. heard of it. I've never even heard of it. So really? so there's ABC. A grandfather who gets divorced. Oh, I don't care. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> and marries a really hot, like, half his age, but he's, what? like, 70-something. Yeah, you know what? And that trope sucks because guys get to do that all the time, and nobody even blinks an eye. Oh, look, an old guy's with some young, hot girl. And they have a kid. And where's the, yeah, so where, well, because, where's the flip side of that? Because the, cause the man provides money. Not, not hot, that's why, because old men can still be hot, but old women... Nobody sees them as hot. It sucks. I think it's the money that matters. I think if a woman has enough money, I mean, that's what's attractive in the man and the female man. It's a sugar daddy. Really? It's a sugar daddy relationship. Yeah. I mean, do you think these young women are attracted to these old men? No. Yeah, sure. Really? Okay. Don, what's the guy? American Pie. Don McLean. His, his fucking fiance is like 20, 22. His daughter? His fiance is younger than his daughter. One of, one of my friends when she was in her 30s exclusively dated guys in their 50s and 60s because she actually like she liked them she didn't it wasn't about the money because they were poor they were like actors and shit they didn't (laughs) they weren't rich people they were like they were just poor old guys that were cool she just liked older dudes that was just yeah she was like that's fine was what she was into that's respectable sure now now we accept it no, we uh, we've always accepted yeah, every single movie that possibly exists. The Jack graduate? Nicholson is in the fucking his 80s, and the love interest is the in graduate? her t- 20s or 30s. It's so stupid. Every single every single movie where there's a guy over 50. Look, Ben Stiller now he's old as fuck in any movie he's gonna be in. The you know the Graduate though. That's the only one. And that's the only one. I mean, come on. <laughs> It's a good movie, though. Yeah, it is a good movie, but it's good. like every single movie you could watch, the 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 guy can be over fifty, and the heroine is not older than thirty because people over than older than the women older True. than thirty are gross. Yeah, unless uh, they have unless they're moms. Meryl Streep. Okay. Well, Meryl Streep and Glenn Close are in a Except caliber the of their own, and like Helen Mirren and Julia um, and Julianne Moore. 
And that's because mm-hmm. they aged gracefully. And what does that mean, Abe? You know, well, they all have Botox. Just... They didn't age gracefully. Still got fucking makeup on their face. Well, not not noticeably because anybody that does is ostracized. Oh, well, I mean. no, because they start in their 30s and you start uh, so that no one ever perfect. notices. That's the trick. Because you can, but you can always tell the age by nah, the Nah, they're going to be fucked up. You well, do plastic surgery long term, you get fucked up. Everyone gets fucked up. But Botox is like, who's not? Even things like eyelash extensions. There's so many weird, so much weird shit that people are doing. But, but you can, people can't possibly ever look like the way that right. wealthy people decide to There's look. no fucking point in doing it either. There's no point. Is there? there? Well, no, there's just no point in like restricting who you are to be, you know, externally judged well or how you think well, at, says the 20-year-old, when you look perfect and beautiful and your skin will never break. Bart, I got adult Bart Simpson on my forearm. <laughs> Punk rock is fun. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, because I care a bunch about how people see me now. But I think as you get older, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, I hope it's liberating to just be like, I don't fucking care. Like, be a, like my dad is my, – my dad – paunch. I already got the paunch going on. I want to just let myself paunch out. But I'm like, what if I want to – what if I want to be an actor? <laughs> so I fucking don't. Your whole world's ahead of you. You could be anything. Yeah, I could be anything. Well, I couldn't be a, a you know, hand model anymore. Or Why don't we change what stage? Hollywood is looking for? True. It's an establishment. Yeah. And it's filthy. It's got a bad history. Should we reform it or should we burn it and start anew? Someone else can reform it because I don't care enough. Oh, that's just like not us. about the standards, just about the industry. I don't give a fuck about Hollywood. Yeah, I just want to honestly. I just like performing. That's yeah. I just want to express myself. But if you can't trust the people that you're on set with to be completely like in the zone for for whatever role that you're you're playing, come on, guys, you come on. You don't want a light dropping on your head. You don't want a slippery floor. You don't want to be assaulted in your fucking trailer. Uh, What are you talking about? You derailed me to the point. I'm so confused. You're like an experiment in Dadaism. Like, we're totally having a... You start saying what does that have to do with getting tattoos? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, getting assa- how am I? Wait, how would I get? So I, I, I don't know. I do shows. I don't get assaulted very often. Oh, that's oh like there's a in. lock. There's yeah, I can, uh, I can unlock it in, in a second when I'll, I'll put some music on. Um, wait, you, you, when pan- you guys can go, you can go unlock it. It's Paolo. He's okay. here for his show. Is at four o'clock. He's just early. But now we can't get. Okay. Now I can't get what? I can't. We can't get him to expand on. Oh, we'll be, we'll be, I did think it's changed with Hollywood once. I think the Hollywood does want something different now. I think in general we want, you know, lots of different shapes and sizes and colors. I think that's abundantly apparent, at least on stage, which I think is, you know, a, a, I think would happen more on screen than anything, you know? We, we are, don't you, don't you think we're seeing I more think, diversity in? I think that theater is kind of dead anyway theater is definitely not in chicago dying. oh oh really okay it, there's lots of diy storefront theaters and shit i mean doesn't really? that isn't that in here i mean the mutiny radios in san francisco i mean how does this exist this wouldn't exist anywhere else that's fair yeah sure i mean maybe i don't know because everyone passed the buck that's the whole subject here passing the buck and and letting it be someone else's problem i'm not going to clean up the beach i'm not going to clean up the police department 
I'm just going to let everything slide. No. There's a whole generation of people who want to work to fix it. And you guys can sit on the sideline if you want and, and just be part of the wave, not the people who fucking cause the wake. You know what I'm saying? But the what's the water made out of? It's, I mean, the, the wake happens on the top. Water, I mean, not everybody's dedicating their lives to every issue. The water is society. Exactly. And society's made up of people that aren't protesting, I guess, or, or aren't on I'm the not, front line I, of activism. I, 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 don't, I don't believe in protesting. I don't want to protest. I think it's dangerous for so many reasons. But we need I believe to in protest. show people that we're, like, out there. We can't just be in our rooms tweeting saying, oh, I'm doing it. Hey, guys, I, right. my vote says no. You know, you got to show them because they can just ignore it. Put it on a server that will never be looked at out of your country. I think we're talking about different things entirely, honestly. Yeah. Because, I Are mean, we? like, I'm not saying that I, I think protesting is good, but I also just think that just because you're not protesting doesn't mean that you're for whatever they're protesting against, you know? Like, I hate that, especially on fucking Instagram, if you're not virtue signaling by reposting this George Floyd illustration, you're complicit in racism, which virtue is fucking isn't true. What virtue signaling is like when you jump on the bandwagon and go, yeah. and I, I Black think, Lives Matter, Black Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's what you're talking about, Pancake. You know, it takes more than just being on Twitter. You have to be in the streets. So, I mean, I, I guess I'm in between both of you. We're like, I think we should be in the streets and not just on Twitter. But I also think that, like, not everyone is obligated to be on the front of your political movement, you know? It's ignorant to think that everybody is even touched by these issues, you know? And should you care? Yeah, sure, you should be interested. But, I mean, society, you say, you're talking about waves. Society is, yeah, the ocean. It's all of these people that living their own independent lives. And who are you to say what they, what their, what their lives mean, what them living their lives normally and as usual means to you is what it means to society. I don't think that's... Okay, how about this? Everyone is... The creatures in the ocean, right? But oh fuck! I just spilled kettle chips all over the studio. Okay, Don't I'll let that it. deter us. That was that was a sign trying to distract us. Now let's say that the East Atlantic Current, uh, the one that that the the sea turtles travel in in, in Finding Nemo, that is progress. Put it in the bat in the white bag. And and only people who are willing to fight it's wrapped up, don't worry. Are gonna get to the promised land. I'm confused. I'm never gonna Fuck fight for anything. I don't fight. I don't wanna fight. I'm gonna hide. I don't wanna get a gas canister, tear gas and stuff. I don't I don't wanna fight. I don't believe in war. I don't want I'm not a violent person. If it's fight or flight, I'm flight. I'm running. I'm Statistics not say that you won't be pelted with anything. Just be on the outside. Just be a number there. It's That's what I did. And you can just wear a mask so you don't even have to like it's, uh, chant it's, loudly. It, for me, it doesn't. Just show up. I don't. I, I don't want to be a part of a group because even if, if all those people are saying they believe in them one thing, maybe they don't. All those people don't believe in one no, thing. No, they, they can, don't. You could be part of their thing and you're all saying we're together, but you're not. Because why are we all there and why are we together? And I'm not going to join your group. I don't even know what your group is Yo. about. I can show it is I think it is more important to have a voice on mutiny radio and say free speech than it is to use my body. In fact, I think that my brain is more important than sacrificing my body in a protest. Right. No, I'm not gonna do it. Am I selfish? Sure. But do I have a 
Do I have access to something that other people don't have access to? They don't have the opportunity that I do to promote free speech on the internet airwaves and say what they need to say against whatever's happening. Pam. So for me to use my body in a protest is actually unconscionable because that means that I take away potentially all of this. Because if I die in some stupid protest, this all goes away. Which you won't. You won't die, though. I could. You won't they die. They could bring out you sniper rifles, but nah. I could. They're gonna rubber nah. bullets. Yeah. All that stuff. I could get hit in the eye. Anything could happen. Yeah. Some Anything could happen. Yeah. I could get trampled. I could get eaten by dogs. Sure. The thing is this. What is more important is me keeping this place alive and having voices go out and actually protest with their thought. Is that more important, or is my right. just yeah. physical well, presence you have to being be at a protest? Well, no. Because just, you're a head of state. Well, you're not, ahead no, of this don't state. Don't make fun of me for that. No, you're yeah, not. You, mean, I'm not. Yeah, okay. You are like the the queen of not to be like so. You, okay, I'll say you're the king. But does that make it better? No, you're you're the the the, the highest priority chess player, chess piece on the board here. The so you need to be like put in a bunker and left with a microphone while we. Um, while you orchestrate us to get out there and be active because we need this change. Yeah, we definitely need this change. And people can affect change by writing their congressman and by voting and by... I just but I don't feel like that you're believing in a, in a society that still thinks filibustering is getting your point across. <laughs> And it's not anymore. People think, just turn well, off that's, No one thinks that. That's just what po that's just what politics is. The political system is antithetical to any political progress. I mean, it's we're so gridlocked. Everything. Being a politician, you can take money from lobbyists. Like this power corrupts in general. Even now at these protests, um, all my Marxist friends that are so oopsie that are so you know intent on the people and being wholesome say to me, "Well, I don't want to be a part of movement unless I'm at the head of it." Well, uh -huh. that just gets to the inherent problem with any polit politics is that politics you're still dealing with power you know you, you you can kid yourself with righteousness but machiavelli was right machiavelli was right the, why is it that the people that are always in power shitty because that's how you get in power and that's how you that's what power does to people so maybe you have to be good and shitty at the same time or maybe you will just get there and be shitty Balance. something inherently shitty about Balance. government you uh, and eventually it'll probably on a wide scale. lean toward kidding me? a more progressive, more gentle future. Nuance on a wide scale is a is fucking impossible. You have blacks and whites on on a wide scale. Not to be so on the nose with that, Jesus. Well, but, I mean, I mean, you know, you have radicalism transfers to mass media. But well, we no, need it's about it's about why do we have to constantly be in a dichotomy? Why does it have to be black or white, yeah. right or wrong, left or right? Because that doesn't communicate on a, on a wide scale. How do you communicate nuance without having sure. a long conversation about it? Right. Fair. So thus it can only exist in communities and individuals. Like That's why nationalism and, and radicalism is so easy to broadcast because it's simple. You say, this is bad, this is good, and get it out there quickly. Even religion is so fucking nuanced, and it just gets turned into these one, these little tiny things. Sure. And is your opinion? Are you better than fucking Jesus? Didn't I? I said this on your uh. fucking podcast. Jesus couldn't get everybody to reunite under fucking Muhammad. Couldn't get everybody to unite under goodness. You know? Are yeah. you fucking better than Muhammad? It's a very cynical way of looking at it. But. No, but that makes sense. That how do we think? I like I've got all the answers. I know, and that's the thing is I know I don't have the answers, and my answers that work for me honestly only work for me i don't right. i would never subscribe ask anyone else to subscribe to the lifestyle that i've chosen 
I've made so many fucked up, weird, wonky decisions that work for me great. Yeah. But I know there's tons of other people that look at my life and they're like, you're doing what? On purpose? And it's like, Somebody else's yeah. nightmare. Right. But then exactly. you would be caught in a nightmare being in a nice ass fucking house in Palo Alto oh, well, I already with fake did wood it. paneling. Well, I, that's because I did it and I left it. I had... Fuck I had a shit. beautiful house in San Diego hey. overlooking the canyon. I was married. I had a, two dogs and two cats and a spa in the backyard overlooking the Tecolo Canyon. Yeah, my ex-husband was a veterinarian. He, was a, he made a lot. He made good money. We, I drove a Lexus. I gave all of it up. I used to have really yeah. nice clothes. Try it before you don't like it, right? He was a Some horse surgeon? No, he wasn't a horse surgeon. He was a small animal. He was animal. a vet. He was a small animal emergency vet, so he did oh, nights and weekends. Respect our veterans. And uh, he, was, he was a good doctor. He, had, he was good with gastric torsion. That was his... One of his best surgeries. Hey, if any of our listeners are it's living in Palo Alto um, and building a house, specifically one couple that I saw when I was going for a walk yesterday, squares don't look good. They don't look good. Your house is squares. Doesn't look good. Boring things are square. Yeah. Culture your modern house Your modern house is tacky. That's what I'm trying to say. Your modern house is fucking tacky. And, um, Culture is attracted to squiggles. What? Culture is attracted to squiggles. Boring things are square. It probably helps with True. like hiding like from from cameras or hiding from you know poverty, you know, some scanner, hiding from people know. thinking that you're poor. My house is three large cubes, and one of them is made out of plastic wood, oh. and it's a smart house. These motherfuckers, I don't know. It does my taxes? No, I can't. I can't believe how much money people have and what they live on and what they they need, what they think they need. We don't need as much as we think we need. The Schneed, man. Yeah. The Lor- Lorax said the Schneed. It's the a Sneed. thing you s- think you need. Yeah. <sighs> oh. Literary analysis by Aaron Atkins here today. Yeah, I love Dr. Seuss. He was Fucking great. hate Dr. Seuss. Theodore, Theodore Geisel, badass. He's he made those racist ass comics though. What a what a guy, huh? Racist ass. You ever seen those those wartime comics about like anti Jap comics where he just Whoa. drew them as like super no, I need racist? To look it up. Oh my god, they're bad. He did the, he they're did, awful. I wonder if those were in um, at UC San Diego where I went. The, the big, uh, the, the big library is the Theodore Geisel Library, and downstairs they had this huge, huge all of his Just stuff. A bunch of racist caricatures. Well, I know I have. I didn't. <laughs> I, I looked downstairs. I need to look for that stuff again and see. I've, I've never seen his. It's racist online. Stuff. Like it's online. it's just Sweet. very, it's very like, it's propaganda essentially. Sure, yeah. You know that's why I made money. I just don't like Doctor Seuss in general because. I mean, anybody can rhyme two words together if you make if up you both make of the words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I fucking, but he was a good artist, fucking, too. He, I, I, he was. Yeah, it was he, he had a really Have you seen his unreleased work? His paintings. More. He was a very tortured soul. He really? Was, he was a real artist's artist. So. Do you know the guy from who, who did Tintin? George A. or whatever? Mm-mm. He was super fucking racist, too. I'm sure. So, so was Super Disney. So was um. Uh, was it Salvador Dali? Ford? Da- oh, Anybody no. prior to 1900 was like 100% a fucking racist. Right. Or no, Salvador Dali. Come on now, literally Mozart racist, I definitely. Mean. Beethoven racist. <laughs> Julius Caesar racist. Napoleon <laughs> racist. Everybody was fucking racist. Even like, fucking. Oh God, what's the guy's name? Olivier Toussaint, whatever the 
Everybody was racist because, I mean, like, you're... Everyone's a little bit racist. Everyone can be a lot of bit racist when it's you get down Avenue to it. It's from Avenue Q. There's yeah. a song. Everyone's a little bit racist. It's, I mean, look, Sometimes. Even, I think our next Cold War is going to be with China, man. Our next what's gonna our be next China? cold war is gonna be with China oh, wow. because that's oh. some because that's the next racist engine because we can get racist against Chinese people very easily because we can justify it with our difference in culture and say that like they don't have X value you know because we we started to do that with the Russians but we never got racist against them because they were also white yeah and we know that racism is the biggest engine. I, I think that our next cohort is going to be China. Right. Also because they're the, the, they're the they are the next economic power. They're going to be number one, and I don't think America is going to want that. Have you seen the new show about like the dynasty of the recent like 1900s? Uh, it's it's like a comedy uh, drama. Oh god, it's like on Amazon or Hulu. I've been watching The Great about but the Russian Empire. Yes, that's yes. a fucking excellent. Elle Fanning, a fucking yeah. That's what I'm queen. talking about. What Dude, did I say? So you said you said it was like Asian Chinese dynasty. Oh but fuck, it's, they're the no. Romanovs. Well, I said, I thought I was talking about Russia, and that's why I said their no. dynasty. Oh yeah, well, I make Soviet. some really good blinis. I've I uh, blinis and caviar and uh, Georgian cheese bread. I've made that before as well. I I really enjoy. Like Russian, some Russian foods and making them and eating them. Borscht? Oh my god. And in Chicago, you can get dollar borscht at a couple places and it's just fucking so you, thick you, beet juice. Do you yeah. think we're going to be in a cold war with China? Not just a cold war, but a cultural war. I mean, everyone else that we've gotten, okay, if the Germans, if the Nazis were black, we would have made it a race. We would have been racist. That would have been one of our resistance to it, you know? Everyone that we've gotten into like these major world conflicts with have been other white people. I think that with the net nationalism on the rise, if we, I mean, I think a Chinese Cold War is definitely possible because they're the next, they're the next economic power. They're enormous. And they're industrializing. They have a very civilized economy. That they've been around for five thousand years. They've been around way longer yeah. than us. They invented gunpowder. Yeah, and they also have such, like, I mean, vastly different societal the, values. The than very us. first, yeah. vastly different. The very Un written down pot um, usage of marijuana was 4,000 years ago in a Chinese medicinal text. Dope. And there's a huge, like, enormous chapter upon chapter of the use of cannabis and Shit. for Tell the Chinese. And safety and medicine and all of that. And it's a 4,000-year-old text. Someone so, let the Chinese know, man. Yeah. Are, the, do, are they against it? Yeah. They're against drugs of all kind. I mean, oh. they're against drugs. I mean, religion, Uyghur. I mean... And the thing is, that, I mean, we just have such completely different values in that, like, we don't, we value freedom of speech. We value n knowledge. They just, like, altruism, for example, is something that's, like, I mean, we like to say, say that we value. But, I mean, like, there have been court decisions in China where this, there's suspicion because why would you help this stranger? You know, this old man dies and people walk by him and then the only person that helps him is the one that's accused of the crime because why? That's the only, that's, that's the only evidence and that's suspicion. Granted, there was a resistance to this. And, and it was overturned, but these, I, I feel like we already hated the Russians yeah. because of communism, right? And that was because we couldn't empathize with their culture. Mm. The most different culture from us is at an economic collide, collision course with us. And I think that just with how our how all societies around the world are going more nationalistic and more conservative and more tribal, even on the left side becoming more factionary, I just think that it's it's gonna be a fucking disaster. I want to move. I want to move to Greece. I just. Oh, be so dope. Uh, be a great place to watch the explosions. 
Yeah. I, I just mean, saw from a beautiful. I live three thousand islands. Three thousand islands. My own private wow. Greece. I want to just go there. And the fish, eat the fish, and eat the goats. And mm. that'd be a great getaway. And they're for already this in economic class. New conflict. Oh, they're coming back. That uh, I just saw I- an article about. I'll bring us down. Pink. I saw Good. Russian <laughs> battle um, uh, ship uh, planes testing, maybe testing the Alaskan defense um, uh, airspace. Oh, I don't want to think about stuff like that. I'm going to pretend that you weren't talking. La la la, rainbows and but, unicorns. But I don't he was think just about talking that. about a cold war. No, 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 no. It's, uh, but the cold war is fine because cold war isn't a real war. Uh, where it is. Like, Proxy. It's not. It, I mean, I saw Red uh, Red Dawn Wolverines, and that is a real war when they come on our soil, and then I have to become a Cuban or a Russian. Yeah. Um, I. And I would. I'd, I'd be the first person to be like, all right, what are we doing now? Who, who am I? What, you, what, what's our life like now? Okay, fine. Like, I, what am I? I'm not going to fight against you. come in with dangerous planes and bombs. All right, hands up. I'm sorry. Okay, what do you want? What's you're going the on? Sh- you're the chef. You're the personal chef of the new world leader. I guess. I'll, I just, just want to stay alive. I just want everyone to stay alive. I don't want anyone to die. Dying is bad. It sucks. We only got one shot here. Let's That's have a good why time. we're protesting, because we don't want to be the fodder for their fucking wars. They're just trying to thin I'm the not, herd. I'm not the They're fodder. trying to thin the population so that we're easier to control and put under the one society, the one global. We're not ready for that. We're not at peace yet. We're not at calmness yet. We're put into a state of fear constantly so right now we just need to de-escalate everything defund everything that is hostile against other human beings and then just have an, an, an awakening okay that's what this time right now is about fucking waking up realizing everything investigating for yourself researching for yourself not being spoon-fed no, no, information because there's so many people in san francisco that are ripped motherfuckers that have their houses in the mission and there are eight thousand five hundred people living on the street in san francisco right now and no one gives a fuck and they're pooping in my neighborhood there's pee everywhere there's 20 fucking tents on every single every single block has 20 tents and everyone here has a house so everyone is being a hypocritical pile of dog shit we could solve the problem right now in our own fucking city. Why is it that 8,500 people are living in tents and no one cares? And, and all the rich people here are like, Black Lives Matter. Well, then f- fucking fund some people so they can have housing right here. In our, not in Afghanistan, not wherever. In our city. And Black Lives Matter. Then why are there 8,500 people, 50% of them over 50, living on the fucking street, you hypocritical white people? Pam. Put your money where your mouth is, assholes. Once we... I'm back from peeing. Once we get away... I'm sorry. I get fucking... I agree with you totally. It's virtue signaling. No, Pam, Pam. Once we get what we're demanding, which is reform or obliteration of the current systems in place, we can have real change... We can stop funding no, the wars. Change, we, can stop paying, right now we can stop paying. We can stop sending aid to other countries, we and we can work on no ourselves. We can take care of the people on the street. Of the money bureaucracy. isn't going to go to black budget 
projects anymore. It's going to go to people on the street and streets to clean. Okay? Bureaucracy is going to get in the way of all that. No. We're not going to let it. Government fucking sucks. I'm saying it's hypocritical when everybody's like, let's make a change, let's make a change. And they're walking by people living in tents and shooting up in front of us. And everyone's like, well, change for not those people. <laughs> like, for everyone except those people. Because I look at Google and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? You make over $100,000. How can you even possibly have that much money for yourself? Mutiny Radio right. only brought in $51,000 total over the year. And you make $150,000. I can't afford to live in the mission. My yoga instructor is so expensive. It's like, fucking, how much do you need, you entitled, rich, techie scum fucks? How much do more. you need? They need more, more, more. And all. it's someone else's problem. It's someone, I'm going to go protest. Fucking do something. You have the money. You have the ability. Do something. I'm going to go walk around in Dolores Park and get another beer. The 20 bucks you spent on beer, man. But anyways, I'm sorry. I just hate people that are like these righteous. The, the money they spend on signs, that $100, could make a change in a person. Could give someone a place to sleep for the night. Instead of, I got signs now, and they say that black lives matter. Except for that person, because he's on drugs now, and they don't count anymore. Like, yeah. sorry, I, I'm done ranting. It's all affected by emotions. I mean, it's, that's the human <laughs> aspect of it. There's no logic behind that. Yeah. You're right. We contradict ourselves all the time. I mean, the police work great for white people. Isn't that the point? <laughs> Why don't we just make them work for everybody? Like, I agree with abolish the police, but even in Camden, New Jersey, where they quote-unquote abolished the police, they brought it back as the Camden County Police, and crime has been down, like, 50-60%. Because it's not about abolishing the police, it's about abolishing this system. Right. Dissolving it, and then redoing it from the top. But it would still look, you know, like the fucking police. And I, I, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know no, where I got... I, hey, it's... Well, y- police oh. started because they were... Um, Rounding up runaway slaves. That's how yeah, police systems started. Yeah, but I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's still people like associating the oppression of someone else that's a part of their group with themselves, you know, or, or someone that they identify with. Because white people, like I've, I mean, I've, I've had many run-ins with the law, and still I have more or less benefited from the protection of the police. I feel safe in my neighborhood because of the police, you know. If they work for upper class. You know, and white, middle-class white people and me who am... I'm actually a quarter Asian, so don't call me white ever. But but if it works works for the... Yeah, I love that song. If it it works... But if it works for the upper class, then why can't it work for everybody? You know? So I I, I don't... You know, people forgetting that the police... Most people have not experienced police brutality. So, yeah, this... Here's the example. Here's here's my white privilege. And this happened in the mission probably about six years ago. Uh, I was fucking wasted and it was the bar closed I was wearing stupid shoes and I had my shoes in my hand and it's I'm waving them in the street kind of trying to get a cab and I'm so drunk I like wave down a police officer and I'm like come here come here come here come here come here and they like come over and they pull up to me and they're like are you okay and I was like I need a ride and they were like okay and so I got in a cop car and they drove me back to the tenderloin. Oh my gosh. Because I'm because I'm a white lady. Right. Because I was a 39-year-old white woman with cute shoes. But if I would have been black, they would have been like, you're a prostitute, we're taking you to jail. Or you're drunk, you're good drunk in public. If I would have right. been anything except Hang on. If it, if it was a, a bad woman. night, you would have you could have been a victim 
any race that you are. But this was me being irresponsibly drunk in the street and the police having my back. Why? The only thing I can think of is that I look like the art teacher people wanted to fuck. Like, I look like this nice white lady. Mm-hmm. And they took pity on me and helped me out. But They should do that for everybody. They should do that for everybody. But they are, but you see that they are capable of doing it. Yes. So that's... So, and, and I thank my lucky privileges, and I think I'm so lucky to be white. And right. That, that the system... The system works for me, ostensibly. I mean, I'm fine. I love, I mean, I'm living. I'm L-I-V-I-N, so. Yeah. Does that make you complicit in racism? Yeah, kind of. They don't it makes always you complicit, but people. it doesn't make you, I wouldn't say, responsible. I, I try to acknowledge my privilege right. so that I'm not saying that someone else's experience doesn't matter. I, I feel like that acknowledging my privilege is me acknowledging that they don't have that privilege that I have, and therefore that's got to be somewhere in the right direction. I don't know. They don't As the hurt three everyone. white people are in the room. Quarter Asian, quarter Asian, quarter Asian, quarter Asian. They don't hurt everyone all the time. Sometimes there are good interactions with the law enforcement. I have not heard one person give a legitimate, tangible alternative to the police other than, quote-unquote, community programs. And I agree with that. Yeah, let's fund the police by a third of what they are now, use the other money for community programs. But the police serve a unique role in law enforcement. Yeah. In enforcement of our rules and our, our pillars of society, which is the rules that we all live by, unfortunately. As, as, as unconformist as that is to say... Infrastructure creates the streets that we live on and the neighborhoods that we identify with as individuals. That's the system. That's infrastructure, just like anything else. So, are there good bridges that buckled once, or are Mm -hmm. there, and there are also like terrible bridges that are still up and running, but they've had so much maintenance. Do you, do you want to trust them? You know, so, so do we know. do we tear down all the bridges all no, at once? Just repair the I, I fucking like your, bridge, your dude. metaphor about the faith, faith and architecture. Like, I, you know, the, the earthquake happened and part of the Bay Bridge collapsed. We all had faith in that architecture. I, I mean, I'm and also speaking from like a meta perspective on top of it, like it is a metaphor for are the bridges sound? Like, but a lot of our bridges inherently unsound because a couple collapse. A lot of overpasses <sighs> and bridges stayed up. Right. Even though I hate, I hate this metaphor personally. Really? <laughs> you did it. Awful. You started it. I did not. The bridge metaphor. No, I don't. Well, the faith metaphor. in architecture, because it's the, it's that we set up the structure and then we go. It, that's the thing. I don't like driving cars and it freaks me out and I don't like doing it. I don't even like being in a car because everything's so unpredictable. Everyone says it's predictable because we all go. Here's the rules. You go this amount of speed and you pay attention this much and all these things are happening and everyone's like, oh yeah, okay, but. There's so much unpredictability, and there's who? Why would anybody do that? Why is everyone taking their lives into their own hands like every second if of every day? If you're on the BART train and you're in the tube when an earthquake happens, well, it's electric trains underwater. Also, faith in architecture, bad stuff. But cars, we all agree. Death machines, man. Yeah, but we all agree to like do these things together. Like these are the roads, and you stay in between this stuff, and you don't get drunk, and you keep this distance. But some people don't. But there's all this, I mean, there's just so much to think about. And we just, 
everyone goes, yeah, what? Everybody's cool. It's informed by your emotions. I mean, I don't. I feel fine in a. I mean, I personally actually feel very anxious in cards because I'm aware that they're death machines. But most of us feel very comfortable in cards because our experience in them has been fine. Whereas with airplanes, which are actually safer, we're all scared of because it's more of a spectacle when they crash. So it's not logical. It's about emotions. But it's also like. I understand the physics of flight, but I still don't like being in the air because when I look from the window down, there's such a cognitive dissonance of like, Whee. I'm literally in a piece of metal hurtling through the sky at over 200 miles an hour. And looking, and that's the ground down there. That freaks, my brain just can't even if the hold wings, it. It's dope though. If the wings stay on, you're gonna be up there even if you run out of fuel. And when you die, you're going to go up there anyways. Yeah. And then you go back up. It's like a a bounce. Ghosts. (laughs) Do we believe in ghosts? Absolutely, 100%. Oh, yeah. I want to go hunting. For ghosts? I mean, just to see if they exist. I'm not going to, like, bust them. I know they exist. What's your experience, Pam? I I saw one in a theater I used to work at in San Diego called Sledgehammer. And before it was Sledgehammer Theater, it was a, a church where they, like, embalmed people. And um, what, what's one of those? It was like a funeral home, right? Damn. Where they embalm people. And so the green room was actually where um, where they where we'd hang out. It was the green room where we do our makeup and stuff for the theater. And that's where they did the embalming back, like in the day. Mm-hmm. And I was the stage manager, and there was this stairway that went up to the top where like the choir sat or whatever and did their thing. And I was stage managed from up there. And we were doing this one play called The Devil's River, and. Um, the lady who ran the theater program was kind of a witch and it was this big like they came up with the play all together like as a group it was one of those like we're writing a play together and then it happened and so it was called The Devil's River and there was this one thing that was very like witchy and weird and I'm watching the play and doing the doing this, the cues and everything and I look to my left like something's in the corner of my, on my left side and I was like I looked and it was a girl a little girl sitting on like this weird bout, like the stairs went down and it was like the balcony went like this, but on the railing. And I was like, geez, that's not safe. That's not a safe place to sit. So I look at this girl and I'm like, that's not a safe place to sit. And she like looked at me and smiles. And I looked back and I was like, and then I looked again and there was nothing there. And I was like, motherfucker, that's a fucking ghost watching Damn. the fucking play. And every time I came into the theater, I, there was a ghost light, obviously. And everything else was dark, and I'd walk in and I'd scale around. And I'd be like, "Hey, ghost! Hey, everybody! How are you doing? It's just me, just coming, open everything up. Damn. Don't worry, everything's cool." But I always like felt scary, present—not malevolent, Damn. but just like a presence. The presence. Yeah, I, I think there's good ghosts. I think that you can just feel a presence, and it's like, yeah, there's a ghost here, but I'm not gonna fuck with you. You might not even see it. Can we visit there and and like ask him? Yeah, it's in San Diego. It's a theater. What theater? Place. Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. Yeah, bam, it, was a good, it, was, it was a good avant-garde theater. Um, Kirsten Brandt was the artistic director at that time. She's now the artistic director in San Jose at the mm. at their new conservatory theater. Nice. She's very cool. Sick. Uh, so we're gonna wrap it up here. Last thoughts, Aaron Atkins. How are you? At Comedy Bad Boy on all of my social media. At Comedy Bad. He's a super. He's a feminist. A king. Superstar. Feminist king. Superstar. <laughs> Championing women's rights. I had a pancake. Your. If you do something right, people won't be sure you did anything at all. 
What about Martin Luther King Jr. though? We have a whole like I history didn't class give about him. Any input on yours? Yeah. No, no, no that's right. you're right. You're right. Um, you're right. I'm sorry. People always say that the really great um, dancers or ballerinas or whatever they make it look so easy, and you don't. That's why you, you don't want to make it look hard. Yeah, I mean, that, you don't want it. You don't want to see the effort because that's not pretty. But I, bet, I don't know. Sometimes I mean, if you do something really good, people are gonna notice it. I mean, if it's really yeah. big, I mean, I maybe we'll see. But, I don't know. But <laughs> was doing the right thing, doing anything at all? Was it stepping outside of what you should be doing? Was it against your basic programming? It could be meant as in a lot of different ways. Abstract. If you do something right, will people be sure you did anything at all? The trees falls in the woods. Did it solve racism? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, it's nothing at all. Pam, final thoughts? Uh, come to. Don't come. Don't gather. But if you're a neighbor, please come out your windows and doors to comedy, outdoor comedy on the street, six feet distance this Friday at seven o'clock. We're gonna be clean now. We're gonna have Aaron Atkins. That's me. Billy Sullivan will be on their pancake will be on that show. That's me. Uh, That's him. Joanna Bateman and Griffin Daly are the cast of characters that you can hear do clean jokes and me, Pam Benjamin. It's gonna be amazing. I am sounds good to all right. This has been some call me Tim. Woo. And uh Hello, thank you. Next week. Bye. <laughs>
that's uh that's uh john lennon <laughs> man hold up let me grab that record um this is uh from live peace in toronto and uh name of this record 1969 all right so uh yeah so i guess they played a free concert um there's uh john lennon yoko ono eric clapton klaus Vormann, and alan white on drums I'm um, sorry, I, I blew the cue there. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, dis- Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Hello, hello. Oh, it's a bit farther. Sounds a bit farther. My microphone. My mic. Microphone, hello. That's good. A little bit louder on the mic, please. Thank you. Perfect. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. 
You know, if you go to joke workshop, hello. There's more than two people. Hello, hello. And they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lost?